All right, we're here. We're here, we're recording. I'm recording on my phone, which is new to me. This is a podcast, in case you weren't aware. I'm doing a podcast. I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm calling it a podcast. I'm at work right now. I work in a parking garage. Also, this is Jesse. This is Jesse's podcast. We don't have a name yet. So we're calling it Jesse's Podcast. At the moment, I am at work in a parking garage whilst playing Skyrim. I don't know if I used whilst, right? I don't say whilst. Why did I say that? I'm, I'm at work. I'm playing some Skyrim. Uh, I'm Jesse. You might know me as Food Porn Guy. You might know me as Jesse. You might know me some other way, but that's fine. Um, what's up with Jesse? Food Porn 2, out and about, hanging up at Monkey House. I have no idea when this episode's going to see the light of day, but um, you might be able to go see it still. Um, If you're unfamiliar, it's a series of paintings of different kinds of food positioned in a way that when I add legs and arms, uh, it looks like they're doing it, and it's fucking hot. So go check it out. You can go on my Instagram at Jesse Miles Chainsaw, my real name. Uh, uh, it's not. It's not my real name, but that's my handle, Jesse Miles Chainsaw. Um, and you can see what I'm up to art-wise. So, anyway, we're here. This is a podcast. If you are unfamiliar, and. It's kind of just going to be, if you if you follow me on Instagram, and you likely do, because I don't know how else you would know about this podcast, but it's basically going to be like my stories. I pretty much just post about art and food and then sometimes video games and a lot of the time uh, music, particularly hip-hop music right now. Right now, I'm going through all 79 Wu-Tang side projects and solo albums. Uh, that's a rough number. I'm pretty sure there's 79. That's according to the Wikipedia page. I need to dig deeper and make sure I'm not missing anything. Um, that's not including the actual Wu-Tang albums. Those, that's just side projects and solo albums. Um, I decided I needed to do that when, uh, my cousin saw them in New York and made me real jealous and for some reason decided that that means I need to listen to so many albums. So I've been doing that. I'm at about number 40, I think. Um, what have I learned so far? I learned I don't like You God that much. Maybe I do now, but I didn't. I don't like any of his old stuff. I'm up to... I'm doing it chronologically. I'm up to about 2009. So far, no good You God albums. Uh, I still don't know what the fuck's up with Mastakilla. I feel like I've listened to maybe one of his albums. And uh, I, now I learned I like Capadonna. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't know they like Capadonna. No one cares about that guy, but I do. I care about you, Cap. And I don't think you get enough love when compared to his peers. His peers are fucking Method Man, Red Man, Rizza, Jizza, ODB, fucking Raekwon the Chef, and Ghostface. I might be missing someone. I lost track, but you know what I'm saying? That's a high bar. That's a high bar. So I feel like a lot of these guys at the bottom maybe just seem like shit compared to the rest of Wu-Tang. Uh, but 
I, I, I still I think everyone has has their place. I did say Ugod was my least favorite, but he's clearly the most gangster. So there's that. That gives some points, but not really on the music side of thing. Things not on the music side of things. Um, one thing I've really noticed is, is that the albums I like the most are basically just albums that feel like Wu Tang albums, meaning you know they've got excerpts from old kung fu movies and lots of features from other people from Wu-Tang. Um, the albums that don't have that going on usually aren't my favorite. Um, I think the, fa- the my favorite my favorite album so far... Oh, I got a coffee delivery. Hello. Just be careful the cover's not on. Okay. I'm a little crazy with the whipped cream. I'm not mad at you. Thanks. So... I got some hot chocolate. That's a song I wrote called I Got Some Hot Chocolate. Um, anyway. So, we're back. I have hot chocolate. What was I saying? Oh, uh, my favorite albums from listening to about 40 Wu-Tang side projects and solo albums so far up till about 2009. I'm gonna say my top three. My top three are probably... Weirdly enough, the second Liquid Swords album, the first Liquid Swords album has been a favorite of mine forever, but I never heard the second one for some reason, and it is so good. And then uh, the second Bobby Digital album, uh, that's RZA, I believe. I might be wrong. I'll have to go back and make sure I didn't speak incorrectly, but um, I'm pretty sure, regardless... It's, uh, you know, it's Bobby Digital. Uh, uh, let me just, we got the computer right here. Yeah, 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 it's Bob, it's, uh, RZA. Um, so, I loved the first Bobby Digital. I thought it was kind of weird, but great, like a lot of Wu-Tang. And, uh, the second one was, like, really nice. And actually, the third one's really good. The third one I couldn't really find on Spotify or anywhere that it's easily accessible, but I went through and found some of the more rare albums on YouTube, and although listening to albums on YouTube is somewhat insufferable, it was the cheapest and easiest way to do so right now. If I could afford to buy them all, I definitely would, but I am poor as shit. So YouTube it is. And, um, I've really been enjoying it. It's like, all these artists I'm familiar with growing up, and I heard a lot of them, obviously, you know, growing up through the 90s, Method Man and Red Man were huge, um, so I grew up with him, mostly mostly Method Man. Um, he was my shit when I was, like, you know, 12, but now it's like, there's just so many little hidden gems I didn't know about that I'm really enjoying. It's like, new, everything's new still, even albums I've heard. Um, but at some point I'll probably figure out my, like, my solid ranking of how I feel about each member, but, um, I don't know, I've been really enjoying it. Method Man, he's, you know, he's all about that flow. Um, his lyrics are tight, but for me, with him, it's like, he's just got that smooth flow that just never stops. Um, you know, and, 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 and RZA and Jizza, they've got those wicked, uh, just heady, I call them heady lyrics. Uh, real heavy stuff, real scientific, cool-ass metaphors, just stuff you don't really see coming. Um, 
But right now, uh, and before this even began, I think my favorite member has got to be Ghostface. Uh, that guy, for one, I love, especially in his newer stuff, he's got that raspy voice. Give me any artist with a raspy voice and I'm probably down. Uh, and he's just getting raspier with age. And uh, also, I just love, he's like, just, mm, I'd say like, the best word for him is like emotional. It's some emotional ass hip hop, and it but it still comes at you hard. It's real as shit. It's depressing, and that's my that's my jam. I like anything that just bums me out. So um, that's where I'm at right now. Basically, just constantly listening to Wu Tang and trying to figure out what the hell I'm gonna do now that food porn is over. I want to just keep going. I'm gonna keep going. I am gonna keep going. I'm gonna continue with food porn. We're going to start marketing it differently rather than just having shows and selling paintings. I want to actually start selling good quality prints, but I'm trying to find a place around Vermont that does that. Um, If you know anyone, let me know. Um, I'd really love to be able to have a lot more merchandise and stuff involving that uh, side of my art. Um, Right now I do have the option to put things on Society6. If you're familiar, it's just a site where anyone can submit designs and put them on all kinds of products. It is really cool, but my problem with it is I don't really make a lot of money from it. So it's better than nothing, but it's not the best way to make money. So that being said, anyway, if that, uh, I got a little sidetracked. I'm at work. Did I mention that? Anyway, so, continuing on, Ghostface, real as fuck, my favorite Wu member right now. Now, the there's not a huge difference. He's like, you know, he he's up there with, you know, pretty much everyone else except for you, God. Uh, and I shit on you, God, now because I've only listened to his stuff up until 2009 and none of it has been good. The only thing that was worse than that was the Theodore Unit album. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. It was a number. Hold on. Theodore Unit 718. So they had an album called 718. Now, I feel bad because it's it, Theodore Unit has Ghostface in it. It's got this guy, Trife the God. It's got Capadonna. Someone named Sean Wiggs, Solomon Childs, Crime Life, and Doolills. But, so I'm, you know, I see, all right, Ghostface, cool. Capadonna, cool. Trife's not bad. Uh, he, he had an album with with uh, Ghostface that I really liked. Um, hold on, I want to, it's called Put It On The Line. And I actually wasn't feeling good about that album because... It says on the cover that it's featuring a theater unit, which I had no hopes for, uh, but it turned out really good. So I don't know what it is about this 718 album, but I don't know who who, uh, is responsible for it being terrible, but it is not good. Obviously, this shit's subjective, and you shouldn't listen to me at all. I think music critique art critique in general is total bullshit. I don't think 
anyone knows anything about anything. But, I still have opinions. Thank you. You too. I still have opinions, damn it. And, I'm gonna tell you them. I'm gonna tell you them, because what the hell's the point of this otherwise? So, that's it. I'm about 40 albums in. I told you my favorites, told you my least favorites. Um, and uh, we're just going to see where that goes. Uh, apparently there's a movie in the works on Hulu uh, involving Wu-Tang. It's like Wu-Tang. Uh, hold on, we're going to find the name of it. It's going to be called Wu-Tang, an American saga. Um and, you know, they're still in the process of picking out actors and stuff, but it could be amazing, or it could be the worst. That's the fun. So, uh, that's, uh, that's it. That's it for Wu-Tang talk right now. Um, art, I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh, I've been doing, I did a little, did a little food porn sketch for Valentine's Day, which is today, and, uh, that's it. And um, I was going to keep going, but it's kind of hard to work while I'm here. I am recording a podcast, and I do do work while I'm at work. But, and uh, meaning I do art while I'm at work. But, um, I don't know. Just wasn't getting into it. Too many, too many distractions, too many people around. Wasn't really feeling it. So, um, here we are. Uh, just decided to test out um, this podcast recording app uh it's called anchor and it seems pretty cool um or we'll see uh normally i record on my computer um but i wanted to just try this out honestly this might all get thrown out depending on how it sounds but maybe it won't maybe this will really be the first episode of my podcast which has no title yet right now we just call it jesse's podcast so uh, what else? What else do I talk about? I talked about art. I talked about music. Uh, food. I don't know. What's up? I, I got nothing, really. I got nothing. That'll come more naturally, um, but I do love cooking at home. Uh, my favorite thing is to make some homemade pasta. I'm also a fan of a Dutch oven, uh, and not when you suffocate yourself with your own farts in your blankets, but the cooking apparatus that is life-changing. Uh, I mostly make delicious ribs in there, but, you know, you can do all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm really into just sort of cooking uh, with instinct, and it's for me, it's all about learning techniques rather than learning recipes or using super fancy ingredients uh i'm all about just i love i don't i don't i don't cook i don't make bread my girlfriend does the baking that's her jam uh but one thing i really respect about it and think is amazing is that it could just be a few ingredients and depending on the way you treat those ingredients you can come up with something amazing (coughs) i'm dying oh god I don't really know where that came from. I don't think I've talked this long consistently ever. So, um, I was going to say, that's what I really love about pasta. My pasta dough is just eggs and flour. 
and you know, well, to be fair, it's like one or two eggs and then many egg yolks and flour. But regardless, it's such a simple thing and you can just boil that with some salt and pepper and throw some butter on and it is going to be one of the greatest things you've ever experienced, assuming you treat it right. Uh, you know, make it into an Alfredo and God, you are, you've got something life-changing. So I'm all about making everything from scratch. That's my favorite. I love just... I mean, I don't see the point. Hang on. Well, <laughs> that'll happen. Can't blame you. Gotcha. No problem. So some people are dumb and can't use their own parking passes to save their lives, and I have to help them, and that's fine. Anyway, moving on. Everyone should make all their own food. Um, it's not convenient, and I understand that it takes a lot to cook for yourself. <clears throat> but for me, yeah, I don't, I don't do that every day. And, and when I do, if I had to cook for myself every single day, I obviously wouldn't be going that deep into it. But for me, once I start a meal with something made from scratch, I see no reason to use anything else that isn't made from scratch. For instance, <clears throat> I'll make ribs in the Dutch oven. The next day, I'll turn that into pulled pork. Now, I'm not about to waste my pulled pork on some bullshit-ass store-bought buns and coleslaw. I will throw store-bought pickles on there, but maybe I'll pickle my own stuff. Maybe I'll do some pickled onions. But there's my, my pork will not touch any roll that isn't homemade. Um, you know, my pork is not going to touch any kind of bun that was bought at a store. It's gonna go on some delicious homemade buns. And even the way they cut the cabbage in store-bought coleslaw bothers me to the point where I gotta have my own. There's just no substitute for that. So anyway, cook all your own food. If you're if you're new if you're interested in cooking but you don't do it, just give it a shot. Try something. I don't remember the first thing I made that I thought was really awesome, but I do remember when I first started cooking, my goal was to basically learn how to make a steak perfectly. Hold on. Yo. That's okay. See ya. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to learn how to make steak, and I wanted to do it perfectly, and so, for a while, I was just cooking steak after steak after steak, and now I feel pretty good about my steak skills, and I've just kind of gone from there, um, and then you kind of find a groove, like, essentially, all I ever do is saute things with onions and garlic, I use absurd amounts of butter, I love, um, kind of, I love a good char. Give me a char on anything and I'll eat it. Um, I like interesting flavor combos, but mostly I just want depth. I made a roast chicken the other day, and the only spices on it were salt and pepper, but because I seared it and then roasted it, and then cooked it down and made a chicken soup with it. 
it gave the chicken this incredible depth of flavor that really just had to do with the chicken itself, not what I added to it. Um, and that's just an example of the way I like to cook. I don't care if the ingredients are incredible. Of course, good ingredients are nicer to work with, but you don't need to go crazy. You can make amazing stuff out of very basic ingredients. So that's where I'm at right now, um, kind of along the lines of Maddie Matheson. If you're familiar with him, he's on the Instagram. He's a great Canadian chef. I just bought a cookbook of his. I didn't buy it. That's a lie. That's a filthy lie. Uh, a friend of mine gave it to me for Christmas, and it is amazing. And he's really, I didn't even really know who he was before I got the book, but he's all about that. Just the, it's all about, you know, of course, yes, a lot of his stuff involves fresh ingredients and fresh is important, but a lot of what he does is just about technique and just knowing what goes together. And that's what I'm about. I'm not trying to just learn a bunch of recipes to impress people with. I'm trying to learn how to, like, perfectly cook a piece of meat with barely any seasoning and make it somehow come out incredible. Of course, I love seasoning. I love spices. I love making sauces. But I feel like that comes second. And you need to figure out how to treat the meat well. Or even if it's a vegetable, you know, the way you prepare it is going to make a huge difference. And... I think if you can make, uh, say, a piece of, like a green bean, if you can make a green bean taste amazing just by sautéing it in some butter and garlic, I think that's better than, you know, finding some kind of dip for it or something or some dressing. Um, I want it to taste like a green bean still, but I want that to be, I want, uh, what am I saying here? I don't know. Basically, I want the essence of the green bean in there. I'm not trying to mask things. I want, like, I want chicken to taste like delicious chicken, not necessarily taste like the sauce it's in. Nothing wrong with some sauce. Love sauce. But I think it's important to master just cooking that main ingredient first. And then you can expand on that. So, that's where I'm at. Food. Boom. Done. Uh, what else we got? Art. Love art. I do a lot of art. I paint a lot. It's kind of stupid. Um, so <clears throat> I just finished a series called Food Porn 2. Uh, it's hanging up at the monkey house right now. If I haven't already dropped my Instagram name, it is at Jesse Miles Chainsaw. I think I did. I can't remember. I've done this a few times now, and I can't remember which take I talked about what. So this is all just... It's all a mystery to me. Um, but anyway, at Jesse Miles Chainsaw. And you can go to Instagram. Hopefully soon I'll have other ways to see what I'm up to. And you don't have to use Instagram just to, just to uh, talk to me. Anyway, hopefully I'll have another option if you don't have Instagram or don't want to use it to still be as updated as those who follow me on Instagram are. Um, but yeah, if you go there right now, you can see a lot of the food porn stuff. But the best way to see it, honestly, is go down to the Monkey House um, in Winooski, in the Rotary, and go check it out for yourself. 
I sold three of the pieces. There were 12, so there's nine now. Um, hopefully there will still be some by the time this sees the light of day, although maybe it won't. Anyway, food porn two is done. Um, and I'm going to continue with the food porn. Usually I feel like I need to do something else because I don't just paint food porn. I paint all kinds of crazy shit, but, uh, I feel like food porn's hot right now and I'm into it. I'm enjoying coming up with new ideas and I got a lot of new cool shit to come and I hope that you get to see it soon. Um, and you know, we will be having food porn three, uh, no idea where. But it's going to happen, but probably not um, until, at least until spring, summertime. Um, but anyway, where I'm at right now is I'm just trying to crank away on food porn, but <laughs> I'm going to crank away on some food porn. And in the middle of that, anytime I start feeling negative about the food porn, I'm going to just paint whatever the hell I want and see where that goes because that usually gives birth to my my other projects um, the, I'll be super surprised if you saw this but if you saw my work that is currently up at Simple Roots Brewing on North Ave in Burlington Vermont uh, there's six paintings of a bunch of grizzly bears tearing up fish um, and it's all pretty gruesome but painted in a sort of impressionistic, uh, almost surreal kind of way with lots of color where you can't help but think it's beautiful. Well, <laughs> that sounds like I'm really talking myself up, but the idea is it's supposed to be pleasing to look at, but when you realize you're enjoying staring at a fish with his guts pouring out of his mouth inside the mouth of a bear... Uh, you know, that that's normally not a nice scene, but I've sort of juxtaposed it with what I would consider, uh, I can't, I fucking hate words. I'm bad at them. So, basically the idea is, like, where's that line between what's beautiful and what's gruesome and, and uh, uh, offensive? And that's kind of like what food porn does, because with food porn... There's truly nothing sexual going on, but it looks very sexual, and the only reason we think that, though, is because our minds have been tainted, um, and I like that. I like that I sort of just make the viewer think about sex without actually, tr actually portraying it, but, you know, your own filthy mind is what kind of brings that to light. So anyway, those bears came from this one time when I was doing food porn one, and I woke up and I was supposed to paint that day, and I felt like crap uh, just in my brain, and I didn't want to paint. I was just annoyed. I don't know what it was. I was just having a bad day, and so I wasn't going to paint. I was just going to mope around, and my girlfriend suggested instead of moping, I do some painting. So I did. I just started painting, and it turned into something kind of cool. I painted this uh, dope-ass mammoth uh, with a little dude riding it, and it's a little hard to explain, I guess, but, you know, I, it's this painting I really like, and it kind of gave birth to a bunch of new ideas, and I thought that was really cool, and I've done that a few times. Every time I'm in a shitty mood, I just paint, and 
I usually end up with either something disturbing or something really neat, but either way, I count it as a win. So what I'm doing now is just tons of food porn until I get sick of it, in which case, I'll just paint whatever the hell I want, and then we'll see where that goes, because I really don't like forcing myself to come up with ideas. I just want them to come naturally. So, uh... Yeah. Um, that's it. I'm just kind of, you know, rocking some food porn, and then every time I have a minor mental breakdown, I'm going to paint some shit and see where that goes. That I think that's the most interesting thing for me. I can't force ideas, and for me... You know, when I'm at it, when I'm when I'm feeling stable mentally, I end up painting kind of more fun stuff like food porn and whatever. Um, I like painting like cute squids and cute robots. A lot of the times they're like doing drugs or something, but you know, I I had that's kind of where my mind goes like cartoony, just kind of weird, like cute, but also. It's a little, <clears throat> a little off, you know, like like cute, adorable squids having a knife fight, or like um, I have this painting I really love of two sheep uh, standing around a tray of coke, and they just look like they're kind of thinking about doing some coke, but they're sheep, so they don't know how, but they know people like it. They see the people doing the coke, and they're like, you know, humans like this, but. You know, they're also kind of fucked, so what do we do? We're sheep. We don't know. Anyway, that's the kind of stuff I paint. That's the kind of stuff I paint when I'm in a decent mood. Uh, when if I'm not, if I'm not, I paint dark stuff or just weird things or abstract stuff. Um, and that, that just doesn't come to me naturally. I need to sort of, I need to embrace a bad mood for that to work out. So that's what I'm doing, and I, I, I've, the, the reason why this is significant for me is because I spend a lot of time avoiding bad moods and avoiding feeling sad, or if I feel anxious, I try to really, you know, go into that bubble. And I think that still needs to happen, but more and more I'm trying to just sit with those bad moods and kind of think about them and, uh, I don't know, profit from them. Um, just let the hate flow through me and just paint some something new and see where it goes because it's it's worked before and I honestly don't know how else to do it. So kinda if you ever see anything of mine painted that wasn't that isn't amusing, I that's kinda where that came from, is just probably anxiety. Um, sometimes sadness, but mostly anxiety. I'm, I'm pretty jacked up all the time. I should probably be on something. But that scares me in a different way, so I just deal with it. Um, definitely self-medicate a little, but who doesn't, am I right? Uh, yeah, anxiety meds scare me because even if they work, they can just stop working. And I'm always afraid that it's just going to be this lifetime of trying to find something that works. But right now, it's not at the point where it really affects my day-to-day -day life. It does, it does in a way, but <clears throat> I'm still doing everything I want to be doing. And so um, I'm trying to just kind of work with that and 
try to, you know, rather than um, distract myself from the bad feelings, just, like, work with them. Um, you know, uh, who said it? There was someone, if you saw Dr. Dre on HBO, it was a documentary uh, with Jim Iovine. Isn't his name Jim Iovine? The Defiant Ones. Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. The Defiant Ones. If you have access to HBO, you gotta watch this shit. It is one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen. Um, Jimmy Iovine, Iovine is a famous record producer who I never heard of, but once you see his... Uh, once you see this, you'll see everything he's worked on, and it's incredible. So, anyway, Jimmy Iovine said something in this, and I'm going to try to find the quote real quick. Uh, uh, it's on fear. Um, and I think it's a really, really interesting... Damn it. I'm trying to find this guy's quote, and there's like a bunch of quotes of his, and none of them are the one I'm thinking of. So, uh, you know, this is this is the quote that I'm gonna go with. I don't. It's not the exact one from the movie. It's also quoted on Dre's latest album, Compton. Um, but I'm just gonna read you this. He says, "Everyone's frightened. It's how you deal with that fear. It's very, very powerful." And what you've got to do is get it as a tailwind instead of a headwind. And that's a little bit of a judo trick in your mind. And once you learn that, fear starts to excite you. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't apply to someone with serious anxiety. I don't like... That was kind of cl like clunky, that quote. But, you know, you get it. Um, it, it doesn't work for someone with severe anxiety who can't help feeling like they're going to die all the time. But I really like that idea for when uh, you're just scared to try something new. And I'm trying to stop being scared of everything. And yes, I can't stop, you know, when I just have like this feeling in my stomach like something terrible is about to happen. I can't make that go away. Um, I just live with that. But... When I get scared about something like, you know, doing art for a living, I think that's a very, I think it's a very uh, applicable quote and a very applicable idea. Um, I'm just going to quote you right from the Dre album because I like, that's the best one. And it's right from that documentary. This is better than that last stupid quote. Fear is a powerful thing. It's got a lot of firepower. If you can figure out a way to wrestle that fear, to push you from behind rather than to stand in front of you, that's very powerful. I think that's a lot cleaner. That's the quote I remembered, and it always stuck with me just from that album. And then when I heard it on the HBO special, it was it just kind of came back, and that's when I really started thinking about it more. And I think that that's just kind of the way I need to look at this. The way I need to look at life um, is anything that seems risky that creates fear or anxiety for me 
sometimes I think I need to just let that anxiety push me. So that's why I work just enough to pay my bills, but not enough to eat. Um, if I don't sell art, I almost can't buy groceries. So that, you know, that's extremely good motivation. And it's scary to live like that, but it also helps me create things that, you know, make, end up making me money somehow. And I don't know really the formula yet. I haven't figured it out, but I'm getting there. And I'm going to figure out what the hell my whole deal is. I'm sort of scattered at the moment. I got the food porn. I got bears. I got other stuff. You know, I got all kinds of weird things. And I've done a few shows... I'm gaining a little traction here, but I just need something to help me, like, blow up. And I don't know what that is right now, but it's gonna... It's, it's gotta happen. Something's gotta happen. It feels good. It feels too good right now for something not to happen. Um, I'm constantly terrified, but, like, that quote was explaining that, like, that... That feeling is almost exciting to me now. Almost. Still takes some getting used to, but it's still an interesting concept that I'm really trying to embrace and run with. So that's kind of why I'm talking right now. That's why I have this podcast going, because I'm fucking terrified, and I need to do as much as I can to reach as many people as I can to just figure out what the fuck I'm doing. I don't, I don't know right now. But I'm on a path of some kind, and I feel like it's leading somewhere cool. So, anyway, uh, that's kind of the bulk of this show. Um, yeah, that, whatever, however much time I just did, minus all the in-betweens and customers and whatnot, uh, that's, that's what this show is. It's me talking about the way I think about things. And since I'm definitely not exactly good with words and talking to myself, this has been quite a struggle for me, but I'm, I'm feeling okay about it. Regardless, I still want to make sure that, you know, this show isn't just about me and it's about more about people like me. I want to bring on other artists starting from the ground up, specifically ones from Burlington. Yeah, I don't want this show to just be me talking about me, because I don't find myself that interesting. But I want to bring on people sort of like me, who are interesting. So, anyway, as of right now, it's the fucking, I hate this, this is the five o'clock rush. I hate how every company in this building lets out at the exact same time. Like, be original. Come in a little late, leave a little late. Or, I don't know, leave at three. Like, what's the point? If you're working nine to five, that last hour, you're not doing shit. Just fucking leave. There's no point of sticking around because all you're gonna do, see ya. So, as I've been trying to fucking say, I hate the five o'clock rush because it's just fucking lemmings following each other around. Granted, ugh, hello. Cool, thanks. See ya. Granted, I've worked those hours. I've worked those hours. And there's nothing wrong with having a 9-to-5 job or a 4-to-8, 4-to-9, 
eight to four or whatever. But it's just aggravating that everyone has to be on this exact same schedule. Like, just fucking mix it up a little bit. That's why Sundays bother me. Now, granted, I do love that I never have to work on Sunday because parking is free. But also, it's just annoying as shit. Why is it free on Sunday? What, is everyone going to church? Like, none of it makes any sense. So, anyway, um, that was sort of a tangent. I didn't expect to keep talking. I was just trying to tell you that I will be having guests. I want people like me, local artists. uh, I'd love to have musicians on here. uh, Rappers. Get me some rappers. Um... I, but anyone, it might just be a friend of mine, could just be random people I know from Instagram, could be, I don't know, whoever, I have no idea where we're going to do this, I'll probably have to make a studio, but, uh, you know, I want to, I want to have some conversations, I want to talk about living in Burlington, especially as a young adult, which is weird, because my whole life I was pretty much told that I wasn't going to be able to start a career in Vermont. Vermont was the type of place that you move away from until you have enough money to come back and retire. But fuck that. Fuck that shit. That's that's the that's the most ridiculous outlook. No place should be like that. You should be able to make a life for yourself anywhere. And although that's not completely possible, uh I'm trying it here. Um, where I do think it's possible. I think the people that say you can't make a life here don't know anything about trying to make a life here. They tried it in the 80s or some shit, and it didn't work out. Shit, things are different now. You're not, as, you're not as secluded as you were when you lived in Vermont in the 90s. Now, with the internet and everything, everything's... We're all on the same level. We're not, you know, you know news and... All kinds of stuff like that reaches me as fast as it reaches someone in New York City. So, what's the difference? And especially in this day of social media and just easy communication, there's no reason why anyone can just can't just live wherever they want. So, I'm saying fuck that shit, and I'm gonna live in Vermont and figure it the fuck out. It's a little bit of a challenge, but I like it. I love Vermont. I think it's a weird amazing place full of assholes and I love them so you know that's that's what I want to talk about I want to talk about trying to just make a life for yourself here I want to talk about whatever I want to talk about what anyone wants to talk about I'm happy to bring on anyone who wants to come on unless you're a piece of shit in which case I don't want to talk to you you know who you are um no, that's that's the thing with pieces of shit. They don't know they're a piece of shit. But, um, you know, I'm not about to have, I don't know, just some terrible person on here. Uh, I'm just going to have cool people, uh, mostly from the art scene in Burlington, uh, but also just from wherever. I'd love it if, like, people I knew, like, musicians I knew from other states, if they came to Ver- Vermont to do a show, maybe they'll come on the podcast. That That's like my dream. That would be fucking amazing. So, um, hopefully this will be like a weekly thing. Maybe not. In the beginning, let's be real, probably won't be. But um, as it gets going, I'd love that. I'd love to be able to take, you know, another day. I work four days. I used to work five days a week. 
Last year I went down to four, and I'd love by 2020 to be doing three days a week, and maybe that, that extra day is when I work on the podcast. I don't know. we got to see how much work it is and how much time it takes, and um, at some point we're going to have to all have to decide if I want to you know, keep pursuing it as a full-time thing or keep it as a hobby, and honestly I'd love to keep it as a full-time thing. Um, and not just a hobby, but right now it's kind of a hobby. So let's just see where it goes. Um, I'm about at an hour now. I got to cut out a lot of shit, but I hope that you got a good idea of what my show is going to be about. Um, I honestly don't even know where this is going to be hosted. Um, but I will let you know for sure before I actually post the thing. Um, I'm going to try to let everyone know, but... Mostly it's just going to be an Instagram thing, an extension of my Instagram right now, but um, it's going to hopefully blossom into something bigger than that, and hopefully something, hopefully it turns into something really cool. Um, and the only way to figure that out is to try. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just giving this a try, and I appreciate you giving me a listen, and I hope that we get to hang out again on Jesse's Unnamed Podcast. So that's it. Have a good day, night, evening, whichever you choose, and I will talk to you again soon. Uh, I gotta think of some cool thing to say at the end, but but right now I don't have anything, so I'm just gonna kind of trail off and hope that works out somehow. Seven. Nine, nine.